personal privilege. Yes. Be honest, I don't know most of these guys. This is Armstrong and Getty. Pretty damn cool. Very fine people on both sides. It is what it is. But hey, we've made it possible. With ridiculous bull****. Hey, man. So then I was like, yeah. All right, go, go. I'm sorry. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. The S&P sinks more than 7% immediately, triggering a circuit breaker for the third time in six sessions, which is an historic thing. Uh, but, uh, you know. And we're getting a bunch of texts from people whose commutes like mine were the same. So um, if you're living your life through the television, you might think the world has ground to a halt. But from the people who are driving to work. Yeah, I'll be interested to see that develop over the next couple of days. But I, too, was surprised. I think the big question is, to what extent is a lot of this stuff necessary? And there's a big, giant, bitter argument going on. You mentioned it uh, in social media. All seen, as usual, through the lens of do you like Trump or not like him? Which is just, it's amazing to me. Um, But I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been doing this for so long, I don't particularly tie my my personal uh, self-worth up with politics. I just, I find it interesting and it's important, but I don't get all whipped up about it. I, I will tell you this. And I have friends who are on every uh, point of the spectrum from, you know, pretty concerned to this is a plot against Trump. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you this. I've been trying to look at it, trying very hard to look at it, not through the lens of politics, but through the lens of disease and epidemiology. Um, I'm not an epidemiologist, but I do have a microscope. And the idea is this thing seems to be very, very deadly to old and vulnerable folks. You had 24 people die, 25, at the old folks' home in Seattle where they got whapped with it good and hard. And the most interesting data comes out of South Korea because for some reason they're way, way better than us at getting everybody tested. It's a little disappointing, America. We could do better. But their data would show that there are unbelievable numbers of 20-somethings, teens, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, running around without symptoms. They have the virus. They feel great. They have no idea they have the virus. Or they have a very mild bug and think, I'll be over this in three days. And they're spreading it around. And then when it hits the oldsters, like you saw in Italy, uh, like you saw in uh, the Seattle area, um. It hits those people very, very hard. So the idea is just to keep us healthy folks from everybody having it so all our grandparents die so are you, and parents. So are you driving by all gatherings and yelling out the window, you're bad, evil people, like some people are? Great, Scott, no. <laughs> no. That's a thing, you realize. Yeah, I know it is. Um, and I've seen some of the Twitter shaming, and people are getting doxxed and exposed. It's just... Yeah. Uh, it, <sighs> Everybody, everybody keep cool. I thought it was pretty interesting. Like I mentioned earlier, I live in a town that's uh, not being led by Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, and neither is New York City. And and uh, both areas where they've had to, the, the the government has had to step in to shut down the bars because they were packed over the weekend. Right. Um, and uh, that's, that's, you know, that's a, a lefty progressive crowd. So it's not just, you know, a... I'm I'm going to go out and shop because this is made up to hurt Trump. 
Right. That's the social media bizarro world, yeah. mostly. So I don't know. I don't exactly know what the divide is. I don't know if it's young and old. Maybe it's that. Maybe maybe young, healthy people think, well, whatever, and I'm going to the bar. Well, right. I think it, it may be nearly as simple as that. We're just we're a fairly simple beast in a lot of ways. And the threat is too abstract. You have to really think it through. OK, and that. I could be a carrier, have no idea I have it, all the people like me, everybody I hang out with, and it's a danger to other people. And, and you know, responsible medical authorities are trying to point out, listen, your parents, your grandma and grandpa, this is what we're talking about. This is why you guys can't go out for beers. And that's a little abstract for people to react to. It just is. Apparently, they can react by hoarding toilet paper. Yeah, I wish that... And everywhere I went... Everybody was mocking that. Oh yeah, every yeah, I agree. I I don't know anybody who's not mocking that. Right. I have a, have a friend. His daughter is in management at a Costco. Uh, I won't say where, just because I don't want to get her in trouble or anything like that. But in the city we're on in, and um, and she brought out a pallet of toilet paper from the back, and a crowd rushed at her, and she dropped the handle and ran off. She was afraid, and it just cleared out the pallet before she ever got it to the aisle. Wow. Um, can the president and Dr. Fauci and, uh, and Mad Dog Mattis and I don't know who are the, Tom Hanks, who are the most respected people in America? Can they all, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. can they all get together at one microphone and say, if you all buy your normal amount of toilet paper, there'll be plenty, just like there always has right. been. We have a system in yes. place well, to make of, sure everybody has plenty of toilet paper. Plenty of people are saying that, including the manufacturers of toilet paper who said, look, we're fine. We're cranking it out like we always have. We'll up production if you want. Fine. We'll up production. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I tell you what, though. Judy and I, we finally decided uh, with the announcement about the restaurants and bars or anything, you know, we're empty nesters at this point. We decided, well, we probably ought to put some food in the damn fridge because our fridge looks almost like a bachelor's fridge. Well, you we eat just, out a lot. Which, yeah, we yeah, do. We don't that, cook that much. At that point in your life, why wouldn't you? With right. Condiments and beer? Is that what you got in there? It's not quite that bad, but I mean, we <laughs> I have could some... try living off gin, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> we have sliced ham so we can wrap Baxter's pills in it to give them to him. So that's so we have some ham. But so we figured, all right, let's go to the grocery store. What the heck? So we went off with our little shopping list and everything. And Judy said, I was in charge of meat, Jack, because I'm a man. And and meat is a manly, manly uh, part of the grocery store. Did you say, I'm in charge of the meat? And then your wife said, yes, you are, and winked. Was there any of that? <laughs> if only. Anyway. I yes. <laughs> and I leave. Sean just started to sweat visibly. It's right there on his brow. <laughs> so I go off to the meat section. And I'm looking at my uh, my little list she's given me. She tore off the main list. Uh, what was it? Two pounds of chicken breasts. All right. And I, I'm not super familiar with this grocery store, number one, because I'm a guy, and number two, because there are a couple we go to. And I was looking, I think that chicken's supposed to be there, but it's not. And I'm, uh, I'm also a guy, so I'm capable of looking straight at something and not seeing it. Uh-huh. I'm made to see motion and then put a spear in it. But so anyway, um, I look around and I finally figure out, no, I'm looking in the right place. There's no freaking chicken. There's no chicken breast. There was organic chicken wings. That's it. I don't want organic chicken wings. I was told to buy breasts. I want, I'm a breast man today. No chicken breast. So I go over, next thing on my list, ground beef. Same thing. Exact same thing. Thinking, is it just, I'm looking at it, but I'm not seeing it. Maybe it's over there. No, no. All the ground beef is gone. 
I got the last couple of packages of ground turkey, which we're going to have to go with instead of the ground beef and the little recipe we're making. So, yeah, people were hitting the stores hard. Well, people want the beef. Well, yeah, they can't find it, Mr. President. <laughs> My wife went all prepper over the weekend, and uh, I, I tried some gentle ribbing early on and realized that that was not a tone that was going to be appreciated. Right. And just backed off, and our our fridge and freezers are stuffed like, you know, right before Thanksgiving, where you can't fit. You know, if you got one bottle of water, there's no place to put it in there anyway, because just stuff everywhere. I'm not exactly sure why, but that's what we got. We have five days worth of food, which for us is like, I don't know, like Magellan setting off on a (laughs) round-the-world trip. I mean, we're... We're stocked, baby. I have zero concerns about the great American supply chain being disrupted to a great extent. No, it'll be fine. It'll be absolutely fine. Yep. Uh, we just figured for once we're going to cook it home, so we'd get ready. But listen, the I, I, I would suggest that this is not overreaction. It's it's overpreaction or just appropriate preaction, and we'll never know the number of people who didn't die. Having said that, from a libertarian point of view, all of this sudden exercise of sweeping government controls we weren't even fully aware existed. Oh, yeah. The number of people is disturbing. I, the number of people I heard react to you can do that when when the governor of California, for instance, announced we're closing all the bars. He can do that. Like he can just decide to do that for how long? Yeah. The the funny part is some of that's not even clear. Because when was the last time anybody even had that notion? If you run a little bar that's pretty busy, especially maybe this time of year due to March Madness, and you're closed for a month, it's going to be really difficult to pay your rent and your electric bill and your employees and everything. Oh, yeah. And oh I realize gosh, there's, if you're going to make payroll? I realize there's talk of government help coming, but I don't know when that's going to happen or how that's going to happen. Right, right. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. In order to take no deal off the table. Order. 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 Very rude for members. Order. 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 I say to the Chancellor of the Duchy that when he turns up at our children's school as a parent... He's a very well-behaved fellow. He wouldn't dare behave like that in front of Colin Hall, and neither would I. Don't gesticulate. Don't rant. Spare us the theatrics. Behave yourself. Be a good boy, young man. So is he screaming at Bojo at Boris Johnson? Is that who he's talking to? Or? No, I no. think some other guy. The Chancellor of Duchy? I wish I was that. Sounds like satisfying work. <laughs> we got one more clip from Boris Johnson where he was really uh, laying it on thick and dramatic as they we, do. We think that the friends of this country are to be found in Paris and in Berlin and in the White House. And he thinks that they're in the Kremlin and in Tehran and in... And in, and, and in Caracas! <laughs> yeah, bull, bull crap. Oh, oh, God. What an interesting way to run things. We had one person yell at the president years ago, you lie, and it is the, the, the world came to a halt. What? Everybody peed their pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he was lying. What do you know? 
Uh, yeah, I would say, what's the benefit of that? Have you ever heard any learned commentator, you know, discussing that? It's hilarious. Well, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I. it seems to me that it just ends up favoring people that are quick-witted and have loud voices, which is not the best way to make policy. Does it do you any good, though? I mean, is there any... Uh... Is there any point in it, or is it just something that happens? You know what I mean, right? I don't know. And I don't, I don't know either. I have only a vague idea of how their system works, honestly. And you probably have to spend a lifetime studying it. From what I've, you know, the more I learn, the less I know. I brought. I mentioned earlier, my son is at the uh, the the stage in fourth grade where they get to pick out musical instruments, and everybody's going to take a whack at it. And based on my experience, about two thirds of them will, uh, well, about a third will quit within a month. Another third will quit at the end of the year, and you'll have about a third that'll play on through, uh, you know, their school career. Um, at least that's the way it worked at my school. And that and, third will realize the Asian kids are way, way better, and they'll quit at the end of high school. And I did it from fifth grade all the way through my senior year, and I just kept doing it. It was just momentum. I never, oh, I'll read this text. Played trumpet for nine years in school. Good at it. No joy or appreciation, though. That's kind of the way I was. Not a lot of joy or appreciation. I just did it. Um, played bass in a bar for two months, had girls yelling free food and got paid. <laughs> I took the road more traveled. Yeah, I, you know, I played and worked hard at playing the trombone. Don't play the clip, Michael. Don't play it. Um, and then, then tuba and other things. And, you know, it was satisfying in a way, but I mean, even like the performances, you got to put on your your uni or your your black pants and your hard shoes and your white shirt or whatever and go off to some band contest and ride on the bus and sometimes it was kind of fun with your friends but it, you know you end up in some other school for 8 hours and your kids sle- your parents slept along and then you know I started playing rock and roll and there I was in bars late at night people buying me drinks there's you know uh, uh, chicks allegedly um and and it's just I don't know <laughs> Does does the world need one more rock and roll bass player, uh, or or a beautiful symphony orchestra more? Well, the yeah. question is not what the world needs. That is own, to me. I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> for your own enjoyment, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I wish I'd uh, taken on the cello like your son is. He settled on the cello, right? Because you get to sit. Right. Yeah. Um. And it's I all... wish I'd taken that on because that'd be a good you know bridge to play in bass, which I did. Well, it's all stringed instruments. I guess and the do. theory is uh, because they're super hard to play. You know, there are yeah. no frets on them. It's all about ear training. I guess that's what they're after. But I just I have some concern that it'll be too difficult to get any enjoyment out of because you know other instruments you can play and you know you can make a tune out of them pretty easily. Right. Right. I mean, you press down a valve on a trumpet. Maybe it's going to be a little flat, a little sharp, but it's going to be the note. Yeah. Yeah, with a a stringed instrument, no frets. Yeah, I I will tell you this. It will be astonishingly astonishingly off-putting for you and your bride, (laughs) especially in the early days. I mean, unmusical doesn't begin to describe how terrible it will be. Right, right. Um, uh... The tone itself will be painful. At least it's a lower (laughs) pitch than the violin. True that. Because the violin has got that high sound, and the cello will be more of So I don't think I can handle that. Yeah, the the violin sounds like somebody ran over a cat. The cello's more body (laughs) noise-ish. More groany. Well, that was, I think that was, you know, the saving grace for my parents because I played trombone. It was more flatulent Mm. than like a badly played trumpet, which is a, a shrieking nightmare. Yeah, it really is.
Well, and anyway. I was talking the other day about how you get older. You you don't you don't realize the last time you've ever done something when you're younger until you get older. Remember last was it this summer or last summer? Was it this summer that I crawled down the diving board at the pool? Or last summer? Oh man! Where I was going to yeah. go off the diving board and I got out there right. on the end, the high dive, and right. I got out there on the end, and it occurred to me. You haven't been on a diving board in 35 years? <laughs> and uh, and then I thought, what if the cold water gives me a heart attack and I die? So that, I, that happens. I asked the lifeguard, well, my age, well, you know how many other guys my age were on the diving board that day or any other day? <laughs> any other day? None. Or anybody even close. So when I asked the lifeguard, can I climb back down? She kind of laughed and said, yeah. And all the kids had to climb down the ladder. And I, oh, I no. shuffled back. <laughs> But you don't realize that the last time I was on a diving board as a senior in high school, probably, I didn't think, well, this is the last time I'll ever do this. The la- I played the trumpet almost every day for eight years, something like that. And I played my last note as a senior in high school at some point. I don't remember when. And have never touched a trumpet since. And for that, the world is grateful. Yeah, and a lot of other things that you do. Just, oh. It's just funny how the life works. Yeah, and you, you don't know it at the time. That's bittersweet, man. That's that's melancholy. Did the kids at the pool recognize that as a sign of weakness and take your popsicles later on in the afternoon as well? <laughs> how about we could just take that guy's money? Right. How about we could drive his car around the parking lot? <laughs> hey, hey, give me your keys. You. Yeah. The guy has no stones. Please stop. Please stop driving my car. I need to go home. <laughs> Shut up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, this is how this is how the young gorilla takes the harem from the old gorilla. <laughs> the, you're lucky they didn't pound you over the head with their mighty furry fists. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Mailbag. My point was we'll get into that coming up. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for a good freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, 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 you know, how about Robert Ingersoll again on his, from his book, The Liberty of Man, Woman, and Child? The man who does not do his own thinking is a slave and is a traitor to himself and to his fellow men. That's probably useful to repeat, given the uh, the herd mentality of, of politics. Well, I'll tell you what, my 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 uh, freedom loving quote of the day, or the lack of it, would be: My belief is the more government you have, the less freedom you have. It just seems to be true by definition to me. Yes. And last night's debate was the, the furthest left, most big government conversation on a national stage. We may have ever had in this country. I, I think it certainly was. Yeah. And uh, it, in the context of a major party, yeah. The question being, has the country moved to where these people are? Well, not as far as they all are, but it's certainly headed that direction to have that many candidates that far left. I'll have to talk about a debate I heard yesterday from Paul Krugman of the New York Times and a socialist who called Paul Krugman a moderate, no. which is a joke if you've ever, if you know those people. But right. um, we, we've just moved way left as a society. And. People like me need to recognize that. You can be unhappy with it. You can fight against it. But you have mm-hmm. to recognize it's happened. Yep. So, uh, listen, we're going to post this at armstrongandgetty.com. It may already be up. I'm not sure. But uh, alert listener Benjamin sent this along and said, seriously, the coolest thing in a long while. It is uh, this artist has dedicated herself, her hobby now is she updates the classic portraits, be they paintings or photographs of historical figures, and she gives them modern haircuts, 
modern clothes and a modern portrayal of them. Because some like old-timey portraits have people looking very flat and weird. Um, but and, and it shows them the way they would look if they were in the world today. And it's difficult to communicate exactly why that's so interesting and amusing. Do you have any examples? Sure. Napoleon, for instance, uh, was striking what he looks like. A couple of Roman emperors. Caligula looked like a weaselly rich kid. And he was a famously debauched, sick, uh, cruel perv. And then Julius Caesar looks like a statesman. You would vote for him for president. It was quite amazing. Lincoln was striking as well. But there are a bunch of these portraits, you know, even like Anne Boleyn and Elizabeth I. And uh, did I, I mentioned Napoleon, right? Um, hotties look like hotties. Uh, actually, several of your, your historical, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get, uh, Nefertiti's number right now. <laughs> I'm trying to maybe reach out to her on Twitter. And where do I find this stuff? <laughs> uh, at armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, our website. Yes. Oh, okay, I'll have yes. to check that out. It's actually quite good. I'm going to go in a quiet moment uh, to this gal's website and look at the rest of her pictures. Mm. If you're a fan of history, I think you will find it really intriguing. Moving along. Ron and Anita write, Hey, our kids aged 8 and 10 would like to know why you don't use study the world anymore. I don't know, we just we felt like it ran its course. No, that, I have an answer for that, but I'm not going to say it on the air. Oh, okay. Really? Huh. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Huh? huh? I was here, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> of course, I don't remember yesterday, so, yeah. okay, moving along. That's mysterious. Let's see. Socialism explained to a 13-year-old Dan in Honolulu with the classic. Listen to your show on the way to take my 13-year-old daughter to school. Shout out to Dan. Hashtag girl dad, right? Is that what I'm supposed to yeah, say? Yeah, that's a thing. Fabulous. I got two of my own. She happens to be a very hardworking student. As, as a result, earns straight A's. The other day she asked, Dad, what is socialism? I said, socialism's goal is to make things equal between people. But the example I gave was this. You work very hard at school. You get straight A's. Another girl does not work hard, earns C's. Socialism takes your A's away from you and gives them to the other girl. As a result, you both get B's. She immediately gasped in horror. Well, that that's his presentation of it. <clears throat> to be fair and present it from the other side, the way they would present it is, you've got all the uh, advantages in life, so you got an A. That other person doesn't have your skin color, uh, your parents don't, don't have as much money, doesn't have as nice a clothes, so they're always worried about what other people think of them so they can't study, right? etc., exactly. etc., et and tragic. so you have to give them some of your unearned privilege to bring it up to evil. Yeah. E- equal. Like, that's funny. What a Freudian slip. That might be the first actual Freudian slip of my life. That was good. It was strong. They said evil instead of equal. Yeah. Well, the uh, the uh, the counterpoint to your counterpoint would be, well, they've run that experiment over and over and over again, and it always results in the A students no longer striving and the not good students no longer striving because either way, they were not rewarded nor you know anti-rewarded, punished for their effort or lack of effort. That's so like, nobody puts any effort That's out. like just your opinion, man. No, 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 that's the data, man. Counterpoint, effort sucks. Why are, why are you standing up for evil? You're lazy, you're evil. I need better friends. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. If I could get tested to see if I've already had it, I would do that test. Yeah, except about the uncertainty of whether you're immune now. Yeah. Which is chilling. But I would like to know, but I don't, 
have any reason to go get a test right now. I am going to, I think, continue to wear the mask like we were just discussing. I'm going to wear the mask everywhere I go because I think it eliminates my resting bitchy face. Mm-hmm. It makes me more approachable. <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like we might need to do some examination on, on your default setting of vibes that you're putting out into the universe. If putting on a mask makes you more approachable. I can see that as a as a question. On the other hand, isn't it generally conceded that uh, RBF is it's a genetic condition essentially? I mean, I I adore my wife, but she's been accused by my daughter of of having <laughs> a, a touch of RBF. Her her default look is is kind of a a thoughtful grimace. Yeah. And I'll say, "What's wrong, sweetheart? Nothing. What do you mean?" Oh, okay, good. Okay, super. Yeah, so when I wear a mask, people don't see that, and they can just assume I'm smiling and pleasant and approachable. Uh, and as Sean says, if you need to cover your face to be approachable, you might want to re-examine your look. <laughs> Let's do well, some face exercise. <laughs> and, and or your attitude. <laughs> of course, sometimes I have that look because I hate you. So it's not... <laughs> It's not resting, it's active. Is what it's, it's my doing. boiling dislike that my, makes me look like this. This is my active bitchy face. <laughs> Anywho, uh, the uh, the uh, eye-patched congressman was on with Bill Maher on Friday night. Yeah, Dan, Dan Crenshaw, who's a very smart and honorable fellow, and I'm so glad he's on the scene, uh, had a chat with Bill Maher that I found stimulating and interesting. It was respectful. They disagreed on a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but they were talking about the the inevitable, the COVID nineteen, the response, the orange man, uh, the rest of it, um, and and I find a lot of the debate about who knew what when and who thought what when and who said what when and the rest of it ultimately not very uh, uh, useful because everybody underestimated. But but I think. It's useful to have the discussion to end the discussion. I think you'll hear what I mean in uh, clip number uh, 19 there. He said he stopped people coming in from China. He did not. He said he was ahead of it. 43 countries did it before we did. There are still people coming in from China. He only stopped yeah. foreign nationals. Yeah, okay, let, let, let me address that because I, I know that's that's what people are saying right now. But the reality is that was about 40,000 people came in after that. These are U.S. citizens and green card holders and passport holders being repatriated. U.S. citizens. So you have to make the argument yeah. then that that we shouldn't allow them in. And I mean, it, it sounds to me like you're fully agreeing with President Trump on this when everybody else disagreed with him. And, no, and if I, you're saying that you wish that, that that travel restriction had been more extreme, okay, fine. I well, mean, I, I, you apparently had the foresight back then, but when nobody else did. But the fact uh, is, you okay. know, we, if Joe Biden was in charge at that moment, he's already said he wouldn't have done it. He criticized it as, at the time. Nancy it, Pelosi actually proposed legislation to, to stop it. That is true. That that uh, I remember Nancy when she proposed the legislation. How have I heard that 40,000 number, though, 15 times in the last two weeks? After Trump banned people from China, 40,000 people came in. Fact check. It's a lie. Without anybody in the media pointing out those were people being repatriated, unless you're for blocking them for coming back to the country in which they live or have family... Right. You need to shut up with that. How would I not heard that? Well, combination of laziness and the media repeating it, not knowing it, or that kind of ruins the point. Well, it ruins your anti-Trump point if you point out, well, those people had to come back. At the same time, I heard Mike Pence say on Fox News Sunday that we banned all travel from China. And that's not true. You let U.S. citizens and green card holders and, and the other people come home, which I'm a hundred percent in favor of. But yeah, you can't, you can't block people from coming back to their home country. 
Right, exactly. No, we can quarantine them or get them medical care or whatever. So both sides, again, ought to wise up. Uh, meanwhile... Did you have uh, any idea that that many people traveled from China to the United States on a daily basis? I had no idea. Hmm. I hadn't like really five, thought about it. Well, I hadn't thought about it either. But if you'd have told me it's 5,000 a day, I'd have thought, no way. Right. Really? Yeah, it right. is. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, they were talking about the critical period in February in which Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are accusing the administration of doing nothing during those critical times. But Congressman Crenshaw on clip 21 to respond to that as well. I mentioned February 25th. The day before, February 24th, that's when the administration requested two and a half billion dollars from Congress to fulfill, um, you know, CDC, NIH uh, and FDA funding to combat the virus and, and the potential spread of it. What happened right then? I'll tell you because I was in Congress and I know what happened. Did we vote on a supplemental funding bill? No. Did we wait days to vote? No, still didn't vote on it. You know what we voted on later that week? Nancy Pelosi, the only thing she would put on the floor to vote on was a bill to ban flavored tobacco. That's that's what actually happened. It wasn't it was only a week later that we actually voted on the supplemental funding that the administration requested. That's an excellent point also. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God, I I know I'm wishing for something that just can't happen. I wish there was a news outlet that could that could give me that, what he just said, along with the other stuff, and then let me sort it out in my own head. I wish that could happen. Yeah, and, and listen, I wish uh, the president was a little less a salesman and a little more just a sober giver of updates, um, but w- I'm also not... I'm not like a, you know, teen, in love teenager where every time the president says something that sounds positive, I just swoon. And uh, Congressman Crenshaw addressed uh, Trump style in clip 21. Your criticism appears to be based in one thing, that Trump was overly optimistic. That's his style. You know, again, I, you can criticize it. That's fine. But it doesn't. But it's not connected to the actions that were actually taken, because if I back up even further, you know, February 14th, CDC announces ongoing work with five laboratories to perform community-based influenza surveillance and study the spread of the virus. We're, we're trying. We're in a fact-finding mode in February. People forget this. We People weren't. keep calling the, February this lost month. The world's really not. There's just it, that's an easy and cheap accusation because there's no big bold moves taken like there was in January or like there was in March. But the reality is, our government was working to create that test. Now, did they work as fast as we would have liked? And of course not. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I love Dan Crenshaw. He's pretty smart. What, I think he's fantastic. What was he in the military? Oh, I don't remember specifically. I can come up with that. Yeah, can the, you Google that for us, Two Sean? shakes. Yeah. He, he is a smart guy. Oh, yeah. Um, I, though There will be a lot of articles and then, and then uh, further on books written about all this that are going to be pretty interesting to read. He was a former ah, SEAL. SEAL. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. I thought he yeah, was. Yeah, I a... just, I accidentally uh, Googled uh, Ben Crenshaw and came up with the sweet putting golf star of the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> different guy. Tot- almost completely different guy. <laughs> almost completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, not a Navy SEAL current congressman argument with Bill Maher. But, <laughs> no, uh, but boy, he could roll in the 15-footers, couldn't SEAL he? SEAL for 10 years, five tours of duty. Ben Crenshaw? Yeah. 
No, no, Dan Crenshaw. Oh, Dan Crenshaw. I think, no, but, I think we're confused here. But how many U.S. Opens has Dan Crenshaw won? I'm guessing oh, not a one. Haven't gotten to that part of the Wikipedia yet. Must be <laughs> Same number as me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's see. He lost his eye, required surgery to save the vision of his left eye uh, after, during his third uh, deployment in Helmand province. The he went hole. back for two more after losing his eye? Yes. Jeez. That's a, that's um, well, uh, in Bahrain and South Korea, but he, he stayed active duty. Wow. Yeah. An honorable man and a good man. And the thing I enjoyed most about the uh, the Mara Crenshaw discussion was that, though they disagreed with uh, each other on a lot of different points, they brought perspectives to each other and were respectful. You know throughout. what, you know what uh, is clearly the truth, but isn't uh, isn't going to do any good? Um, not having a crowd allows them to have more of that kind of a conversation because in front of Bill Maher's crowd, when Bill Maher would have said something, you know, one of his points, the crowd had gone, yeah! yeah! <laughs> just, Whereas then, in this, Dan Crenshaw a, would say, Bill, you know, the, the flaw in your thinking is this, and he'd answer quietly and reasonably. And so, yeah, Bill did not have the the Greek chorus, as it were, to to, to beef up his arguments. So came across, and I like Bill Maher. By the way, I disagree with him all the time, but I think he is a sincere guy. This seems like the sort of thing you would see on Twitter and then wonder if it was true. But this was at my actual Starbucks at the drive-through window. They had uh, tip jars out there, and uh, it was a tip war. Have you ever seen those where you put a tip in here to back this idea, a tip in that jar to back this idea? I like the idea. And the sign said, "Is Carol Baskin?" Carol Baskin. Innocent in this tip jar or guilty in this chip? tip jar and the guilty jar had uh well 20 times the amount of money as the innocent jar so carol baskin <laughs> the one of the villains they're all villains in yeah, the uh, in the, in the in netflix documentary tiger king she's still out there having fed her husband to uh tigers probably um is still popular enough that the <laughs> the starbucks had a tip jar war going on about it which i find hilarious but i do know a couple of people that watched the final new episode that they added in the last week, I haven't seen it. Did you watch the added on? Ex- uh, nah, I got a couple minutes into it. Realized just didn't seem uh, like it was worth. It's not. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. We had a family conversation about that over the weekend, and there was not a lot of desire expressed. Yeah, that was enough. That that was that was a great thing. I love it when that happens. Yeah, when it's just about the right length. Yeah, that was enough are, of that. Good things are supposed to end too. Like yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It was great. That was interesting. There's no reason to make another season or, no. or 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 get married and have a baby so you can continue the season for another year or anything like that or move to Los Angeles and try it again or anything like that. It's just over. Yeah, and by the way, those of you uh, who are who are doing the free Joe Exotic movement, yes, I, I, I hope you're just having fun. No, because... I'm all for him getting out. He was wronged. No, <laughs> no, no. Psychopath, okay? Psychopath, animal abuser, human abuser, meth dealer, and a hundred other kinds of, of unsavory. I was way more bothered by the way he took advantage of uh, of troubled young men than I am about him wanting to kill Carol Baskin. <laughs> I just That doesn't right. really trouble me at all. Um, <laughs> but the way he took advantage of these kids is just... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, he should be executed for to, that. Seems to be a thing in the uh, Tiger Zoo community. You know, you know what the best part of that show was, and you didn't need to watch it to understand this. He hired a guy to kill a woman he hates, and the guy was such a screw up that on the way to Florida to kill her, 
he changed his mind, but he doesn't even really remember doing it. It's just like and at some point I started partying, and I don't know. I guess I didn't. I guess I just didn't want to do it anymore. Some he doesn't even remember his thinking. <laughs> right. There are people out there. It's troubling. There are people out there you can hire to 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 do a hit. And there's such F-ups that they might not do it, but not even have a reason why they didn't do it. They just right. didn't get around to it. Or I lost my gun. Or I forgot her address. Or whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, my God. If I were to ask you, I thought you were going to take the boys to the ice cream parlor yesterday. And you would be able to tell me why you didn't. Right. Specifically. Sure. Not just uh, we didn't. How right. come? I don't know. I just... started partying. <laughs> Hey, weren't you uh, going off to shoot that woman in the head? Yeah, but I didn't. Oh, Why? Guy came over I with a 12 pack and you were going to commit a murder for a few thousand dollars, which would have, of course made you a oh. wanted man for the rest of your life and the death penalty, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but you didn't because I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I got sidetracked somehow. <laughs> that that might be the most amazing thing then to me. There yeah. are people like that out there. Oh my A lot God. of dead eyes and missing consciences in that show. <laughs> oh, boy. Text not line. a lot of teeth, however. <laughs> no, no. Near, not as many teeth as characters in the show, for some reason. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong 